Thank you for joining us on Let the Music Be Your Master. In this episode, the Servants of Music will continue their discussion of the musical fruits of the year 1971. We hope you find enjoyment and satisfaction while listening. Go ahead, Brandon. All right. Side, Track one of side, side B. B. Let's, let's see if you guys think this is the right choice for it. Oh, you're just going to play it? Yeah. Oh! Al Green, the Reverend! Yeah. This was the other one I was going to play yeah. for tri- for track eight. That's Al Green and the Memphis Sound. So good. someone singing about being tired of being alone it's hard to not feel that all's right in the world he sounds like he feels he's feeling good yeah yeah i mean this song comes on you're like everything's right man (laughs) (laughs) so so good i'm so glad you picked that that was literally it was that or bobby mcgee for the for the eighth or for my next turn so i had i'm feeling feeling good i feel like this this is the song i wanted to pick but it felt like more of a a side b opener it's great a great side b opener i had a different track from that song picked within my list but it's because my structure was different different track from that album yeah from that album which uh, which song i'll uh, i'll reveal it when we reveal our list okay sounds good um (laughs) but i love it i'm absolutely an unapologetic al green fan he's one of my all-time favorites he's so good so so good in his 70s run unreal he he same kind of thing with Bowie like this isn't his best album but he had a string of five albums in the 70s that are there's not a bad track on any of them it's incredible mm-hmm. perfect voice yeah and it, and then part of it is that Memphis sound he had this you know you, you've got these famous studio groups that that made certain artists sound really unique and that uh, I, I double check maybe this one isn't with the Memphis sound but most of that 70s stuff is and it gives it a, a real distinct Phil. Mm-hmm. So good. I guess I should double check. This year, I could have honestly done a whole album of the genre of soul music. And it could have been, like, I have so many songs on my honorable mentions from this year that are in the yeah. genre of soul. Yeah, that's that's what I'm looking at here. Like, which one of these ones do you, do you put in here to include? Yeah. Got to go with Al Green, though. That's got to be one of them. All right. Steve Ricks. Okay. Another track so, two so for you. I've got two more picks, right? Yeah. And and man, I can um there are three that dev, uh, that are left on my list that definitely float to the top. I have a feeling that at least two of these someone else will get them, but Hey, don't I, worry about it, Steve. I, you be I, you. I don't I don't feel favorites. like you be you unless you pick a song he doesn't like. Yeah, except, <laughs> well, except for that. Let's just say there's one that a purported best album of all time, best album a lot of people's maybe top pick for this this year that I know we got to get a track from there on it, but I have a feeling it'll it'll be a good closer. So, I'm mm. going to I'm going to table that one. Okay. 
He's he's feeling the vibe. There's another, and then we've got some, you know, former band members of famous bands uh, that are floating around out there. Those somebody's got to make it on from that. Do, but I also they? feel like do they? Uh, <laughs> but then well, I also feel Steve's like Steve's just trying to to please Brandon here. He's like, what I, does Brandon also, want me I to do? I, I'm, I'm like saying something. I look at Brandon. How's he responding? He's, he's trying to see what I'm gonna. But then I feel like, I don't know, I feel like this is uh, such a great album, and I'm going to pick a deeper cut, maybe, again, for very personal, sappy reasons. One of my, uh, next to A Case of You, it's my favorite song that makes me think about Laura. How Can I Tell You by Yusuf Islam, Cat Stevens, Mm. from the album Teaser and the Fire Cat. I mean, if you're going to put that up there with, like, Singer-songwriter yeah, albums, yeah. authenticity. By the way, real, mm. yeah, is yeah. Cat Stevens in the Hall of Fame for bad slash weird album covers? <laughs> for Moto Bon Jacon? All of them. Even this one. It's like a, isn't it like a cartoon cat or something? It's yeah. Yeah. some weird thing. I know. It's, it's not embarrassing like Moto Bon Jacon is, though. It's close. <laughs> <laughs> like for a serious artist, he put out pretty lousy album covers. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was a different time yeah. is, is he one like i know Joni mitchell paints a lot of her own album covers but <laughs> i don't know it's a good question i wonder if cat stevens is like i'll do that too that's uh, a great and everyone, everyone's like uh maybe like no Joni mitchell does let's bring some outside talent in on this uh cat you know right? nice yeah, i love it it's cute it's a cute cat but let's Mona Bone Jacone, it's just the garbage can. That's crying. That's crying. Or spitting oh. or something. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. okay. Well back to back to the music. How yeah, can I tell I mean, you? De- there there are other obviously more popular famous tracks, but I just love this one's just I love it. Let's hear it. I'm always talking to you 
Another distinctive voice. Love that guy's voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spe- especially when he goes down and hits that occasional low note. He's got that that rich, that rich voice in the low notes that he doesn't. Yeah. He, ju- he just saves those for a little boom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of like the Joni Mitchell. Really simple, just the guitar accompaniment, and then we just as we just faded it out. There's some other instruments that come in. It gets a little thicker, but it's kind of that really intimate. And I'm so, uh, apologies to those that have your favorite Cat Stevens song. There's so many good ones. And, I don't even uh, know on that album. I don't even too. know that one. Jordan, yeah. <laughs> Jordan just found a blanket with all the cat. Well, not Look at all your of them, text. But. I just texted you something. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford not to buy one. <laughs> this has got to be. We got to go in on this for Brandon for oh. Christmas. <laughs> what are we looking at? Cat Stevens <laughs> album covers quilt blanket. <laughs> Fifty dollars. <laughs> Look at that. We got to go in on that for Jason. <laughs> and and, and the the largest one. Well, who's the one who said? Who's, was it you that said? Jason, He's I think got said the worst it has, has the album covers. The, yeah, yeah, Hall of Fame. Okay, yeah, that's what I. That's yeah. I just they they've got so much angst between them. I'm like, it's either one. Of them. Just <laughs> <laughs> I, we got to get this quilt. We got to get this quilt for Jason for sure. Like yeah, I can. Yeah. I, I, for, for whatever reason, Let's album covers are so important to me. Like mm-hmm. I think of like London Calling, like these iconic, important album covers that are so cool, and then. He put it there so dumb. <laughs> and, and notice that the <laughs> largest one on here is them. the trash can. <laughs> they, just, they don't match the like seriousness no, or depth of like the music. This, it's like he's this what? earnest like like. It's like before there was Google. He just did, he just did a Google search and found the the you first little. You can't win no. them all. I don't know. I don't even know that song, but it's beautiful. What about Dylan's album that's just got like a. A sad cartoon dog on it. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Dylan had some stinkers, but he's got some iconic ones too, like Blood on the Tracks. Yeah. Um, great album. Wait, cover. did he really have a cartoon dog on one of his? Albums? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> his '80s run isn't uh, isn't isn't. You got to give some of those guys he, a pass. Self-portrait. You got to give he, Neil Young a pass. He tried the, the art one. He did self-portrait. He tried to paint a picture yeah. of his face. That one's not the greatest album cover, but yeah. <laughs> that was a that was a good pick. I I had uh, the wind from him in consideration. I had Peace train, another favorite. Yeah, Peace, Peace train's train. on that album. Moon shadow. Moon shadow. It's a great. great oh God, morning so, is broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, great album. And, and yeah, those are all hard hitting. Might have been a might have been more of a send to space. It's a good it's a, pick. But it's so good this pick. this was no, definitely this, a this beer right. the deeper cut. Right personal uh, realm but i love no I love it's a song. good pick i think it, it yeah. is a testament though too that, that we're saying all these other tracks a lot of these songs we're picking are on albums with a lot of great tracks and it goes to that thing of it wasn't so much about the songs in 71 it was the albums uh that's kind of throughout the decade for me but but yeah top to bottom mm-hmm. were really solid yeah, yeah. okay What's i'm handing jason it off to jason hmm. let's see if he can find a song from an album that has better Cover art. Well, than, than, uh, you are you are in luck, Firecat and um, or teaser you, and the you Firecat. are in luck because this one definitely has a uh, a famous album cover. Oh um, boy, maybe not not for a. Uh, well, I'll let you decide. I mean, it's probably not one that should be celebrated. Uh, I'm leaving the country for this one. I'm going Serge Gainsbourg, mm. and um, we're going French pop. Nice. And I, uh, I'm picking the track Melody. It's the opening track from uh, 
History de Melody Nelson. It's a concept album. It is a really, really cool kind of under the radar album. And it's been super influential. I don't think you have the album Sea Change by Beck. If you don't have this, I don't. De La Soul has sampled this album on probably three different songs. It's got a, a little bit of a provocative album cover. Jane Birkins on the cover, um, who is uh, who is Serge's muse. Um, Serge is very into um, sex and being provocative. The story of the concept album is not a. a it's probably not a, a wholesome story, um, but it's uh, but it's there nonetheless. It's all in French. You can uh, you can in- interpret it. No, I know the story of the album, but I mean, I'm not going to get into it here. Anyway, great opening track. It's a super cool track. It'll probably take a couple. Uh, there's a, there's some interesting detours in the song. See if you can uh, bang out a couple minutes of it. Start it right at the beginning. Melody by Serge Gainsbourg. Yep. Les ailes de la Rolle s'effleuraient des pylônes. Malgré moi égaré, nous arrivâmes, Rolls et moi, dans une zone dangereuse, un endroit isolé. guy was ahead of his time asmr wise i mean it's, it's like it's incredible the production and the like super uh yeah je suis american <laughs> j'ai 17 ans je mange oh. beaucoup de fromage we're <laughs> gonna bring in some tech. strings here in a minute it's a long burn it's a b it's a, a b-side deep cut pompon mousse Oh, the the French are groovy here, man. They're grooving. Oh yeah, he's groovy. Hautaine, dédaigneuse, tandis qu'urle le poste de radio, couvrant le silence du moteur. Elle fixe l'horizon et l'esprit ailleurs semble tout ignorer des trottoirs que j'accoste. <laughs> you can kill it whenever you want yeah, but yeah, they're, yeah. Uh, they're, it, I keep wanting to turn it up to hear the band And then he starts talking I'm like, oh, it's too loud It's a, con- it's a concept album yeah. He's telling a story Yeah, The band's uh, in the string, other room You, you, know? get, uh, you, get, you get some uh, strings come in in a minute there uh, Cool, super cool album I stand by my pick <laughs> a little, little preemptively defensive there. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. Somebody's gonna I don't complain. think anybody was. Somebody, uh, somebody's gonna it. complain. <laughs> no, I thought it was a great pick. Uh, I, 
I had forgot to put him on my list, but he's someone who's influenced a lot of artists I like. You mentioned Beck. Um, just a cool dude. If you dude, listen to this album know. side by side with Sea Change. A cool dude. Like Woody Allen. Yeah, cool in that way, like Couple Roman cool Polanski. Woody a cool, creepy dude. <laughs> yeah, but if we just listen to that song, we're like, oh, I wish you I could know, be that cool. But then, if you hear every other things artist about under the microscope, you know, then they're all cool dudes. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people have skeletons in the closet. Anyway, that's all I got. I thought that that was yeah. groovier, funkier than I expected. Um, I I want I I didn't succeed, but one, I wanted to see you know what's the strangest track I could find, or you know what what's going to push the breadth. Of I got this, another one. Of this oh, list. don't you worry, don't you worry. And, and I didn't I didn't succeed, so I'm, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Thank yeah, you. Well, see, I'm I'm going to keep this going because I figure if you have one track you're g- that people are going to want to skip, might as well have <laughs> you might as well put two of those tracks back to back. Make it easier, huh? You know what. We'll, we'll have two tracks that after a minute. But then, pe- that's the same track like, oh, that other people will be like, no, that's the best track <laughs> that's on the true. album. It's true. And they'll have, you'll have that cult you of that track. It takes, takes yeah. all kinds, yeah. and we've got to represent 1971 in all right. its glory. That's right. So let's go with the Mahavishnu Orchestra. Oh, Johnny McLaughlin and yes. Billy Cobham? Yes. Nice. I love it. <laughs> Those two. <laughs> love and it. a few nice. others. Uh, was this their first album, The Intermounting Flame? I think it's their second. If I they had the two, they had the maybe they Birds had a live of, album, Birds first. of Fire and Intermounting Flame. This is the debut studio album. Yeah, and then Birds of Fire is after uh, American jazz rock fusion band Mahavishnu Mahavishnu Orchestra. Um, this is one that I haven't hadn't listened to until a year ago, I think, and it's one that I'm kicking myself for that. It you listened to their other album too, Birds of Birds of Fire. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, they're doing all the like. It turns out they were. A big influence of a bunch of these other bands that I like, Iceburn, namely, um, and even some of the the hardcore stuff from the '90s. Like I was listening to an interview with Quicksand, and they kept talking about Mahavishnu Orchestra, and now listening to it, I can I can see why. There's a ton of cool stuff going on here, but uh, very weird and and long. So one of the one of the pioneers of of jazz fusion and also getting into the, the prog kind of stuff. So let's do Meeting of the Spirits from the Mahavishnu Orchestra.
Moraes. When does uh, sing- when does the singing start? When does the singer come in? <laughs> you you have to provide your own. That was part of the artistry of it. Karaoke. Pre- yeah. pre- it's, like a, it's like a bring your own meat barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Oh, I do love it. Love it, love it. I gotta spend some more time with those guys. I did. I saw. I saw John McLaughlin at uh, Kingsbury Hall in the when was this mid nineties? I think was mid, he doing fusion stuff or traditional 90s? jazz? Yeah, he was doing doing fusion, but a small small group. I think just you know, I don't even remember what the line you know who he had with him, but I think just like had a drummer and a bass player, and I don't know remember what else, but. So there we go, Mahavishnu Orchestra. So we could, the, the song's, o- the song's only halfway over. Should we just let it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just let it go. We we got the Gainsburg and Mahavishnu. Just listeners, if you if you you know if you're not ready for it, just skip ahead to track. Uh, but you know what? Make yourself track, ready for it. Track That's five, what I said. side B. Yeah, no, live it, experience it. There was some. That, that's the thing. There was. I think there was some innovation. There was some. Uh, there was some interesting stuff happening that uh, that was taking music in different directions. And th- this is not uh, now. Whether or not you're happy about the direction that jazz went to with fusion is a different I, I love discussion. It. I mean, I love it. I'm not. Yeah. 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 Back in the jazz episode, Jordan had nothing good to say about '70s jazz. Tried to, tried to ditch his responsibilities of he wouldn't choosing even pick a, pick a song from yeah. the 70s. <laughs> but then he got stuff like this, man. It's he said, a, you know, the best jazz from the 70s was actually created in the 60s. And so <laughs> <laughs> the time, pick. there was a time wrinkle. <laughs> was Cobb was in Return to Forever, too? Chick Corea? I think he might have been. Good question. And clocking in at, at 6 minutes, 52 seconds, this song <laughs> is not an anomaly for the, for the year. Oh, right. 71 like right seems to be the year of where prog rock was Jethro Tull started was like like hmm, actually creeping here? into the charts yeah <laughs> so I, I won't, I won't yeah. name all the other bands but yeah tons of them that that had songs that were like the whole side of, of yeah. an album. so that was actually pick number four because so I haven't had a B-side pick since we switched picks last time. I was pick number eight. So that was That's pick number true. four. So this is my last pick and my only pick on side B of our album because I had three on side A, which means you'll have three on side B. Oh, oh crap. Um, so this go. is pick number five of side B. Uh-huh. And you, can, everyone's leaving it up to me, so I'll have to go for it. Um, I mean, I don't have to, but I will. <laughs> what are we leaving up to you, George? We we don't have any Marvin Gaye yet. We don't have... We don't have uh, we don't have any from from what's going on. So the one I had in my I mean, obviously what's going on, Mercy Mercy Me. My do it. My actual favorite Mercy Mercy though hold on. <laughs> my actual favorite song from this is the is the B side of the single from What's Going On. They released What's Going On and the B side was called God is Love. Uh, it's I can't even remember if I picked that one though or not. But I'm not going to, like before, I, I, have we listened to, I know we've listened to some of these songs before. Which one have we not heard on our podcast? 
I think the only song we've played is what's going on. Okay, let's do let's do God is love then. Mm-hmm. The B side of the single what's going on. This is for those of you who have like has like a different Sunday like here's what we listen to on Sunday. Here's our Sunday playlists. God is love has been on there for me since um I don't know, probably right after my LDS mission. I you know, this was like Sunday mandatory Sunday listening for me. God is love. Marvin Gaye, B-side to the single, What's Going On. If you think I'm not going to let this song play, you're crazy. <laughs> I think we'll, I'll allow it. So I'll allow for, it. I'll allow it. He just wants to give us mercy. And listen to that snare hit on two and four. It like, sounds like he's hitting a tennis ball. <laughs> it's got such a... It's like the snare's turned off and the reverb's all the way up. All things and what they used to be Oil wasted on the oceans And upon our seas Fish full of mercury Oh man we, we, we talked in earlier episodes With the, with the Beach Boys With the God Only Knows Song, songs that make you feel loved listening to it the, this is up there this is something yeah the, these two songs back to back boom oh my gosh there's there's a clip of Marvin Gaye talking about this and the and the interviewer I don't know is it Dick Cabot or whoever it is is asking him about like wow this album was really like this is really special to you know and, and basically he's talking about how like like you know, it felt like it wasn't. You know, it was. It wasn't just him kind of doing this out. It was kind of the spiritual thing of like, I'm. I'm more angry than this, and I'm more that. You know, and but I would go into this place, and I don't know what would happen, and you know, and do this. And so, anyway, the, to me, this is like as close as you get to like a, a prophet in 
secular music, like <laughs> putting out like a message that's not from him. You know, that's like, and it's in some ways it's sad it's, to it's hear the handled because Messiah of, of pop music. Yeah, yeah, but it's I mean, all you know, it's just you hear it and you're like, man, we haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you're just like, and Marvin Gaye, the way he died, his pre, his preacher father killing him, his like orthodox Christian father. Uh, ended his life shot him I don't know all the stuff surrounding that but can we can we give it up for James Jamerson bass player on the bass on that that whole album man all the bass playing he's got such a talent of finding a I mean it's a it's a busy bass line Mm mhm but not distracting and doesn't take away from he always does that he somehow keeps it moving without ever dominating yeah. the the song yeah. it's it's but if anyone tries to just i'm going to i'm going to play the bassline yeah. good luck man <laughs> Dude, the, i've noticed while we've been doing these songs the bass on so many of them on the sly on the gil scott heron on the carol king even on the surge like the bass is just yeah. like on point. The story goes that when recording this this album, uh, James Jamerson was laying on his back in the studio. They had to pull him out of a bar, and they're like, we're doing this right now. And so he just laid down on his back and I'll be fine. did it all. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Great, great songs, great album. And it is definitely an album that is like, it bleeds into each other. Some of the songs sound very similar, but it's very much a. That was the album a, is its own Stubbornly, product. that was my reasoning for not, not picking including a song it. from there. I was yeah. like, you shouldn't experience you can't. this in one song. Yeah, you need to experience yeah. the album. I think there's a good argument for that. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad Brandon allowed us as the EP to. <laughs> I wasn't even going to try to push it. It was just like, if it it's happens, it happens. You got to let it go. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to end this album swinging. So I figure. Imagine, we're not ending it yet. Well, we're getting there. Got two more songs after you. We're in the home stretch. Okay. Um, Imagine by John Lennon, title track. Hmm. I've never heard that song before. Yeah, it's not <laughs> very well known, but you might recognize it. Tell, deep, tell deep, something about it while while I'm deep cut. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if there's any value in me picking a song that's going to be the most recognizable song, and everyone goes, "No, duh." But I mean, it's like, <laughs> let's hear it. If we're putting together yeah. a list, it's it seems like we got to have something by a former Beatle on there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if George Harrison's going to make a make an appearance here before we're done. Now, now that we got Marvin Gaye checked off the Alas, list, yeah. all things must pass was the year before. Nineteen seventy. Oh, is yeah, it? So yeah. is he's yeah, he, the concert for it. Bangladesh this year, I think. Oh, okay, um, so we that. skipped. We he skipped this year, but um, well, hopefully I we got, got my we dates got room right. For McCartney, <laughs> Jason. Oh, Jason's yeah. Jason Jason <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, which one's it going to be, Jason? Backseat of my car. No, Uncle no. Albert. Oh yeah, that'll be Uncle <laughs> yeah. Albert. Okay. So I mean, I Imagine. think I think eventually they were lobbying for Yoko Ono to get writing credits on this song. She didn't have it originally, and I think as time went on, he was sort of forthcoming about you know her being really influential on the song, helping him write it. Uh, I don't really know what happened, how the dust settled on that, if that was all resolved before he died or not. But anyway, and it um, would sure help her out financially compared to the. the <laughs> The songs she did write herself. 
Do you know the lyrics to any of those? The, her more recent work. Her recent one? No. Yeah. It's just yelling. Oh. <laughs> it really is. It's bizarre. I, I know in the, the Double Fantasy album, it's like every other song. It's John Lennon, the New York Ono song. And yeah. yeah they're, they're interesting. Yeah. No, I know. Well, Elvis Costello does kind of a fun cover of Walking on Thin Ice that that's I like a lot. That's, that's Yoko's? Cool. Yeah, it's Yoko's. Hmm. I mean, I like her version. This, too, yeah, but. I mean, this song is anyway. imp- an important song. Very yeah, important song. I mean, very iconic. And yeah. Kind of a u- utopian, hoping for, like, like, you know, in a similar vein to similar, Marvin Gaye, you right. know, kind of hoping for, I mean, maybe maybe a little controversial to religious types because he's kind of imagining this utopia where it's like the the, re- the way religion divides us, that's mm-hmm. not part of it, you know. Right, it's like right. all, all these things that divide us are kind of done away with and we're all one but yeah. anyway let it rip Most a lot of these songs <laughs> pull the faders down. I know. But I know. Yeah, great pick. Uh, of course, this one this one might also suffer from like what what Jason said with Carol King stuff. The it's so so ubiquitous out there that 
you feel like you've heard it a million times, but still, it it holds up. It's a fantastic song. This is this is probably like his John Lennon's "Hey Jude." Yeah, or his "Yesterday." Yeah, it's it's, it it intrigues me. I have a friend that kind of blew my mind. I I realized I maybe had been a little bit myopic with it. Like for me, it had always been this song of uh, kind of like a hopeful message. And then I had a friend just within the last like three years that that I've known forever and I, I respect his opinion on music and he's he told me how he hated that song. And I I don't want to misrepresent him, but I, I think in essence it was because it is this imagination of a removal of a lot of the things that I think give this individual hope and he doesn't like it. He doesn't like what's being imagined. And he actually has like a, a really averse reaction to the song. And so now when I listen to it, I I I hear a little bit of it, I think through that, through that opinion of it, and it it makes it even more intriguing to me that a, that a song could have that yeah. um, that that broad of a of a reaction to it, which which ultimately for me indicates that it's it's really good art. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I yeah. never even considered I, a negative response to that until fairly recently. Right. Well, I think if you listen closely, it is challenging, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, whether it's the religion, you know, the, nothing to uh, imagine kill there's no or God or whatever. For. Yeah, but the, even yeah, no countries. Right. I mean, you know, maybe we someone could get their head around that and think, oh yeah, of course. But then, like you know, a lot of people, it's like, no, I have nationalistic pride, or I'm yeah. happy to be who I am, or my identity. It's that you know, maybe maybe it's that Eastern philosophy or kind of influence of the mm-hmm. loss of self as kind of this ideal goal, you right. know, and and right. removing the boundaries and all that. But I think, anyway. yeah, I think lyrically here, John Lennon. Like previous to this, he he uh, wasn't the one that that would like put his heart on his sleeve. Mm-mm. You know that was Paul's job. John's John's writing "I Am the Walrus" and that kind of like maybe hiding behind nonsensical stuff or just not wanting to be real forward. And so here he's finally like being very direct lyrically. Yeah. Like there's no subtext really. It's just I'm saying exactly these things. Um, and so I think that makes it easy to have a reaction to the lyrics like what wait a second yeah Um, and i think there are legitimately things to to pick apart with this if you take it all literally and even looking at his own life like he's not giving away his possessions right you know (laughs) there's some there's some real irony there like there's no it it is like this fantasy world where it's not going to happen um all these things and but, he uses but I think, imagine i mean that's yeah. the title imagine i do it. i do like yeah. regardless of the specifics of it i do like the sentiment of it i think he is in his way trying to describe heaven even though he's mm-hmm. saying imagine there is no heaven um but yeah just just overall the sentiment is that people are sharing people are caring for each other and then where where he kind of gets lost is when he gets into specifics that different cultures care more about than well, does. ultimately a 50 year old song can still inspire debate says something about it mm-hmm. like it, that's kind of cool that, i mean yeah. that's a that's an interesting impact the when you just said that about john wearing his heart on his sleeve more i thought oh my gosh this and this is the out the year where paul mccartney's ram he went really goofy like he was doing yeah. the opposite. He yeah. went more to the, they like they like cross paths, you know. Because John also had like 
Hey Yoko, which is he's just directly singing to his, you know, his his partner and and uh talking to her without any kind of, you know, just directly and more open, more authentic, and Paul is going like Uncle Albert and all that. Like, <laughs> hands across the water, like it's like yeah, hand trumpets and kazoos, and which Ram it made my list. I, I I think I sent you guys a link to an article on I don't know if it was Pitchfork or whatever, but they were like why Ram is misunderstood and is quite possibly the forerunner of like indie pop and t- and kind of yeah, it, was twee a, it was pop. a bad take. <laughs> well, I I never listened to Ram before then. And I started listening to it and i was like I this realize. is a weird album and yeah i kind of like it mm-hmm. yeah. my contrarian part of me is like i want to i want to see if there's something here but yeah didn't make my <laughs> list for today though but yeah, yeah interesting john and paul perhaps going opposite ways with their mm-hmm. silliness versus cheesiness yeah jason's uh, all right up. last I, pick. I gotta decide um i got a deep track that i'd love to throw out um but we may also need a banger. Uh, what do what do we want? I'm just thinking of some of the the artists that haven't been um, covered, and and I have no. I think whatever you want is what you're going to do. But if you're worried about you know an artist not being covered, now's the time to remedy yeah, it. But you don't have to. The artists are going to be fine. They'll be fine. <laughs> um, they might be a little hurt, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, when um, Mick Jagger might be a little. You know, I probably did a dumb thing. I should have done this deep track instead of the the Serge Gainsbourg one. But I wanted that album. I liked having Serge on that. Um, it was a, it was a nice curveball. <laughs> Memorialized, very cool. Yeah. I got another. Oh crap, Brandon. <laughs> what do you? What does the EP want? <clears throat> he doesn't want dead air. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't doesn't I want, bother me. I we just lost kids. fifteen listeners. <laughs> fifteen of sixteen. <laughs> The only one with us still is uh, Mike Benson. Well, we'll Squarespace does not like the dead air that's coming. They're not going to they're going to drop us from their sponsorship. <laughs> All right, you know what? Brought to you by Squarespace <laughs> and, and chocolate keto. Well, this is a uh, this is this is more keto. out of irritation than so all the dead space Cock and bull, all the, ginger all the beer. people irritated by dead space can go to hell. I'm picking a deep cut here. <gasps> Let's hear um, it. Deep cut is what I want. It's yes. a, this is a. I don't think we have. Here's my bold my bold statement. I don't think it's bold because I think they're on the record as saying this. I don't think we have Radiohead without this album. We're gonna go can, and we're gonna go opening track Paper House from their album. What's it called? Tago Mago. Nice. And I need at least like two minutes out of it again. From the beginning. Yeah, you can go from the beginning. It's kind of the uh, the pinnacle of kraut rock, or at least the uh, two international tracks in a row. Yeah. yeah, baby, I got you, I got you, world.
on in the interest of time you can kill it yeah i'm this this is an album that blows my mind when i listen to it and think about this being 50 years old this was 71 and then i think it's pronounced new they're kind of like the the partners in in big the 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 big names in in what ends up getting termed kraut rock which was originally kind of a pejorative and then kind of became this term that the groups leaned into but they started introducing elements of electronic music into it they were doing experimental stuff semi-psych semi-progressive rock um really interesting stuff and that first new album came out the following year in 72 and it like still to this day i listen to it and kind of be mind blown by it and i can't it's bonkers to me that this stuff is 50 years old that this stuff is contemporaries with with zeppelin and al green and old stones um janice joplin like it it feels like it's from a a different era somehow but it's right there with it and it was part of the landscape of of 71 i definitely hear the that radiohead you know that you mentioned they're definitely you can hear it I know I know their album from the next year from 1972, um, but yeah. I hadn't listened to this one. I'm gonna have to check this out. I think this one might be my favorite one of theirs. Very cool. Yeah, I gotta check them out. I mean, I went I went into this thinking about Kraftwerk too, mm-hmm. and they actually don't have an album from '71. Looks like they straddle it. You know, they have right. '70 and '72, but was kind of wondering. Yeah, it's and they started way earlier than I think because most you know the stuff I know better. I mean, I knew Autobahn, which is yep. like seventy four, I think, or something, and or seventy six. So I I know the stuff that's later in the seventies and that is the you know kind of the precursor to new wave and synth pop it, and stuff like that. But yeah, I love that you mentioned them too because I like I especially when I was a teenager and really like getting into Zeppelin and stuff for me. Like if anybody would have said that anything was better than Zeppelin in the in early seventies, like I, that would have been fighting words. It was like, no, nothing could be better than that. This is so innovative, so good. And you realize they were they were playing heavy blues. They definitely did innovative stuff, but there was there was there were like whole new styles being invented and and being things that I think were even far more innovative than anything Zeppelin did. Um, that just wasn't like super popular it wasn't going to be played on a classic rock radio station but it was out there it was part of the landscape Uh, you know you can see music changing and you can see the beginning pieces of a lot of things to come that uh that are really important yep well done good pick brandon you're gonna bring us home 
Good deep gonna, cut. Boy, there's so many it? that aren't, aren't going to make it. You gonna do it right? So many that aren't gonna you make it. You gonna pick the right one? Yeah. <laughs> do you know which one I need the to pick? The only one? I just no, I don't know. There's only one way to end this, but but John Lennon's already been picked. <laughs> so how, how am I supposed to end this right? I kind of thought, yeah, I kind of thought maybe what's going on would be the the closer, but I also yeah. have a thought for a closer. But uh, we'll let Brandon pick. Take it, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure. I bud. can't. I mean, I can't close with. Black Sabbath. That doesn't seem like the right way to wrap up. <laughs> uh, great, really, the best of the decade. What? <laughs> Not decade year. Um, well, it's what it might be one of my favorite albums of the whole year in a yeah. year of great albums. Just seems like a downer of the last track. Well, we could just pretend like it, mine was the last track. And by the way, I had switch a, it around. Post. I'm to look, I might have had a Sabbath track opening. Yeah, it was my opener for side B was on it? my on my ten. Which one? I'll tell you when I share um, this. I just want to know right now. <laughs> just tell me. Whisper it. Into, uh, only I will hear. <laughs> it's, it's the one with the direct drug reference in the title. <laughs> Sweet Leaf? Not saying. Uh, but yes. The one where he talks about how lonely he was before he discovered it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. Brandon, let's hear it. Let's okay. No, I'm not going to end it with Black Sabbath. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, I'll go with Curtis Mayfield. How about that? Mm. Curtis Mayfield. This is a, an album that I found out about while researching this project. I I know him from Superfly. That's a, a well-known song of his. Um, but his album Roots came out this year and is uh, written about in pretty gushing levels in the, the same way that what's going on is i think it almost goes toe-to-toe with what's going on yeah. i think you could take what's going on roots and there's a riot going on and listen to those three in a row and have a, a pretty i think in remarkable experience representing socially and emotionally what was going on at the time yeah hmm. so th- this is the album that from listening to all these, this is the one I'm most excited to dive into and listen to more because I have have barely spent any time in it. But everything that I've heard, I'm like, wow. So let's go with Beautiful Brother of Mine by Curtis Mayfield to wrap up 1971.
That's a surprising bass sound when that comes in. Yeah. That fat synth kick sound. So Jason's familiar with it. Have you guys heard this album? Uh, not that song. But I think I've heard other songs on it. Was was that song you were playing earlier? Was, was that at the very beginning when you were like, this is my sound check? What was that from? Don't remember. Santana, was, I think. Was that Santana? Yeah. Okay. I don't know this album. I I, I gotta do some it's, listening. It's really good. I, this one. I and saw then, you were feeling it though. You were oh, feeling I it. I was. I was. His self-titled it. album, Curtis. Th- those two are like really good. Good because he does. He gets overshadowed by Superfly, which was a soundtrack, um, and it's a great album. But it it's not a showcase of him as like a, a singer songwriter. It because it's movie music. But mm-hmm. Curtis and Roots are incredible. All timers. Yeah. All right. And that wraps up our 16 track album. Is that yeah. right? Did we do it justice? I, Did I we love convince it. all of you that 1971 is the best? Steve was the most skeptical. Are you convinced now? No. <laughs> I think I, I think it'll give better context. I mean, this is, again, this, like, this list ultimately is a personality test for us. Yeah. Um, I, I think outlining what our actual list that we made individually were will provide yeah. a richer context probably will make the argument better than the list we actually made J- just in in these 16 songs i'm i'm surprised that funkadelic didn't make it on there mm-hmm. so i i it was one i felt like i've talked about too much and i've picked before they for me funkadelic like funkadelic led zeppelin 4 and what's going on are maybe my three favorite albums of that year and i just told myself i'm not going to pick one because i've picked songs from all of those albums before mm-hmm. on podcasts that we've done and so uh, in the name of content i uh, i mixed it up but there, there's no question like that album maggot brains was it maggot brain in yeah. 71 maggot, brain. yeah, maggot brains like you picked that before uh, that song one of the most and it was incredible really cool. albums yeah yeah, and I'm surprised that Jordan didn't pick uh, "Without You" by Harry Nilsson. I like that song. I do. Yeah, it's a good one. He didn't write it, but uh, oh, he didn't. No, he. It was a cover from someone else. But yeah, but he th- brought it. He brought. He brought the heat. <laughs> he brought the heat and the golden pipes he before it. he had ruined his voice. What was the name of the song from John that? They ha- that's in that uh, the the cocaine the scene and in the coconut. Uh, Goodfellas. Is Step it? into the fire. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it is when Leota's looking there, for the helicopter in the sky. There's a documentary about 
him. I think it's called Nilsson Schmilson, but it chronicles how him and John Lennon had a destructive relationship that they would egg each other on. They'd go drinking and do drugs and egg each other on in the screaming contest. Talk about oh, really? Yoko Ono screaming. Oh my and that Henry, is it Harry? Harry. Yeah. Harry Nilsson ruined his golden pipes that way. With have, John Lennon, have he like drunken screaming. He ruined his voice for like not just for like I feel like Lennon a year did that or a few months, but for the rest of his career, he didn't. <laughs> he wasn't able to do what he sing like he could because I of bet this Lennon John did it Lennon on purpose. <laughs> there, in the like documentary, there's a kind world of like where Harry uh, Nelson can't sing anymore. <laughs> Come yeah. on, you baby, yell louder! <laughs> I think they talk about John being a little jealous of his voice in there. Right, like there's something to that in that documentary. Just before he launched my, into his my mocking last, of my last competitor. This up and coming. It's like, like how, am I, how am I going to get Nelson out of the way? I know I'm going to get him drunk and see if yeah. I can make him scream so loud he ruins his pipes. And he did it. <laughs> oh, God. So are, how are we going to do this last <laughs> Here's thing? Jordan's yawns again. <laughs> yeah, we're heading, My into, we're, heading into, we're heading into nap time. We're so let's uh, wrap it up. Yeah, should yeah, we, should we share? It? Should we share? Yeah. It? Just quickly read our lists. Read your list. You want to start, Brandon? In, in track order. Yeah. Uh, okay. I drew a map of 1971. Oh, 1971. I opened it up with Rock and Roll by Led Zeppelin, followed by I Feel the Earth Move, Carol King, It's a Family Affair, Sly and the Family Stone, uh, Beautiful Brother of Mine, Curtis Mayfield, A Case of You, Joni Mitchell. Um, oh, I've got one too many tracks in here. Classic, Brandon. Uh, tired of Being Alone, Al Green, Roundabout. Yes, Meeting of the Spirits, Mahavishnu Orchestra, Mercy, Mercy Me, Marvin Gaye, and fish, finishing it up with Oh Yoko by John Lennon. Very nice, Brandon. So I was pretty happy. Most of my picks got picked, or if my my song on here wasn't picked, a song, different song from the album was. I didn't really pay as much attention to the track order. I like picked my number one, and I just kind of <laughs> slapped on. I picked my number one, my number ten, and I slapped on the rest. But yeah, my, number, the most important. my number one was Gil Scott Herons, that we was the number one for us. And then I had Joni Mitchell, Mitchell's All I Want, and then I had uh, The Stylistics. This, this is one that we didn't go over. Betcha by Golly, which is one of the cheesiest soul it's songs like ever. It's Jordan pick. Yeah, uh, I love it. I love it. So um, that's my number three. My number four was Black Dog from Led Zeppelin. My number five was... Hold on. You got a text here. Um, where's <laughs> do you, number five? Do you want to read that text? Or, or, okay. Number five is So Far Away Number six by Carol King. Number six, Peace Train by Cat Stevens. Number seven, Northern Sky by Nick Drake. Although I think I would have switched that out because I like the songs from Pink Moon better. Pink Moon was 72. Um, his album with Northern Sky was 71. Number eight I had was Tired of Being Alone by Al Green. Number nine, I had God is Love by Marvin Gaye. And my number 10, and I think I might have played this in a previous episode, but Escapism, the full cut, you got to have the full cut as your last track. So like the, it's like 16 minutes by James Brown off the album Hot Pants. It's got one of the coolest bridges and the funkiest grooves you've ever heard. Escapism by, by James Brown. Hmm. Nice, some interesting picks. Um, all right, I have one that I'll I'll, I'll get in. I'll, anyway, okay, here we go. Here's my list: <laughs> Black Dog, Led Zeppelin. That's number one. Then A Case of You, Joni Mitchell, Baba O'Reilly, The Who, 
What's going on, Marvin Gaye? I've seen all good people. Yes. Hmm. Double yes represent. No, that's from the Yes album, which I think is also seventy yeah, one. Two and one year. Yeah. We double yes on this, um, and yet neither of them made it in the sixteen. Yeah, appropriate. I appropriate. felt there need. <laughs> <laughs> I think there. Overall, yeah, I think there need to be a prog representation, but they didn't. It didn't make our playlist, did it? Um, how can I tell you, Cat Stevens? Never can say goodbye, Jackson Five. Oh, that's a good one. And then I, I felt like this was an interesting foil because as I was looking at the, I looked at a little Billboard seventy one. You know, the Osmonds had like three. Donnie <laughs> had like two hits and one bad apple. But see that that Osmonds album, I think technically came out in November of seventy. But it hit the charts in seventy one, so that's when it was charting. I wondered if <laughs> how that worked. I, that was the controversy. So the controversy isn't <laughs> that, that it's subpar music. The controversy is the year I, that it was released. I feel like a, a Provo, Utah based podcast only, has to has to give a nod to the Osmonds. If only the charting. Osmonds had released that in seventy one, then they could have made it. They they uh, could have made it. But and, and, that, and that, that song, one bad apple. Apparently, the song. <laughs> Songwriter that did it, he had the Jackson Five in mind. Oh yeah, <laughs> they were they were definitely it landed, trying to land it on the Osmonds. <laughs> yep, that's right. Oh my goodness! Uh, but if we got to throw out that one, I'll throw in uh, "When I Paint My Masterpiece" by the band. Mm. I love the band. Never have got them in yet in any of my other episodes that we've done. Uh, but that's that's not necessarily my favorite song or favorite album. It's but, hard to make it into these episodes when it, you're that overrated. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> have, have you guys, have we done an overrated episode? Well, you guys always did that for the decades, it right? Is, you're like most it is overrated. a crime that Yes was mentioned by Brandon, <laughs> but the band was listed as overrated. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I just like to throw out some zingers sometimes, Jason. <laughs> Okay, sorry guys. So, and then I got two more tracks. If you substitute the band, the last two tracks, "Imagine" by John Lennon, and then my closing track, I I picked uh, "Bridge Over Troubled Water," Aretha Franklin from Live at Fillmore West. Aretha Live. Oh, interesting. That was a pretty good she closer. She does a great version of that. Yeah, I thought yeah. that. Even though not not her song, but there you go. There, theirs was released the year before that, I believe. Simon Garfunkel's. Yeah, not long. Okay, Jason. Uh, opener, Fire and Brimstone by Link Ray. Who? Link Ray. It is a great song. Banger. I'm going to have to play this. I've never heard of that person. Yep, fired up. Hey, well, we already we talked about him before, didn't I? We? Feel like I mentioned him. The Rumble, Rumble, whatever. Oh yeah, it was. Rumble was uh, that that influenced Jimmy Page, or yeah, Jimmy Page a little bit. Fire and Brimstone by Link Ray. What else? It's so good. Is this from the album Guitar Preacher? Uh, It's uh, just a self-titled album, I believe. Got his head turned sideways with a headband on. doesn't get your foot stomping something's wrong with you it's a great album too yeah 
Jason gets the deep cut award. Thank yeah, you. Thank never, you. I never would have predicted that. Uh, followed by Can't You Hear Me Knocking, Rolling Stones off of Sticky Fingers. There's the Rolling Stones. Yeah. yeah. It's a great album. It's maybe my favorite Charlie they Watts song. right outside of my top ten, but I kind of moved them in, moved them out. But yeah. Uh, Melody, Serge Gainsbourg, Life on Mars, David Bowie. Uh, closing out the A side with Angel from Montgomery by John Prine. Thank nice. you. Nice. And uh, <laughs> starting off the B side with Sweet Leaf by Black Sabbath off of Master of Reality. Kay. Like maybe one of the most metal riffs of all time. It's Stoner can we, Rock. It can we hear, can we rock. hear the Sweet Jason's Leaf? Jason's getting the yeah. He's getting extra play. I love yeah. I love Sweet. I love this. I want to hear this metal leaf. riff because we mean the song, Brandon. <laughs> you want some Sweet Leaf? Got a George? cool little loop at the beginning of a cough. Is yeah, maybe more metal cool. than anything Zeppelin ever did. Connect everything Caius Stones, Queens of the Stone Age did to this. Yeah, that's cool. This is another one. Like I'll, I listened to Zeppelin. I think Zeppelin was so cool, but then I listened to that and realized it's the same year as Led Zeppelin Four. And this is so much more metal. Yeah. I'll see that metal riff and raise you a children of the children grave. Children of the grave. It's this album is really good. Drums. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. All right. Uh, family Affair, Sly and the Family Stone. I'm a Ram by Al Green off the same album mm. you had yours from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's his funkiest track off that album. Paper House by Ken. Um, album Closer, Superstar by the Carpenters. Mm. Nice. nice. That's a Nuh-uh. good song. I you promise. <laughs> it's right there. Oh, there we nice. go. The chorus, Full it's, of surprises. It's the chorus of it that gets me every time. Um, and then an alternate track, if I needed to bump one, was uh, whipping the live version of Whipping Post by Almond Brothers from Live at Phil- the Fillmore, which is just an incredible album. If you want to hear one of the great guitarists of all time, just cooking live, doing 20 minutes, 20 minute jams. Listen to to Dwayne Almond killing it on that live at Fillmore album. Nice. So now, did you did any of you guys have someone that's here? Like, wow, we can't believe no one mentioned this artist or song. Uh, I've got Bill Withers on that list. Yeah, Bill Withers. And yeah, I, he, Isaac he Hayes. Was just, Bill Withers made my number eleven spot. Yeah, uh, Leonard, no Leonard Cohen. Leonard oh, Cohen. Yeah. Isaac Hayes. Yeah, Isaac Hayes. Uh, Funkadelic was already already mm-hmm. mentioned. The Temptations with Just My Imagination. T Rex. Mm. Electric Warrior is a really important album. Mm-hmm. Um, Pink Floyd. Yeah, Pink Floyd from metal. metal. And I I loved. I went through my traffic stage. They had an album that uh, I had their greatest hits album. I, you know, I, we've already talked about that. I was a greatest hits kid, but they had Low Spark of High Heeled Boys for another <laughs> strange album title and album cover. Uh, I had the band, but um, Steve got them. 
Yeah, I think that's that's everybody. it. So we there was a lot of overlap. There, and probably we all looked at you know googled best albums or songs of seventy one, but but it's uh, there's a lot of overlap in in our picks. Is there anyone that made all four of our lists? Yeah. Um, oh. Oh wait, maybe that's not. a good question. I don't think so I probably ruined it. Jason was the spoiler. All, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't pick Marvin Gaye. You didn't pick Al Green. Al Green. Yeah. No, you didn't. That's have Al true. Green. You didn't have Marvin Gaye. Oh, you, you he, refused to. He purposely to. said, no, they're going to take care of it. It wasn't that a spite for Marvin Gaye. No, no. We'd already given him a lot of yeah. love. Yeah. So you're like, yeah. So so three is so maybe Marvin the Gaye top. Had three. Al Green had three. Joni Mitchell had yes. three. Yes, jo- had two. <laughs> jo- Joni Mitchell had three. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Carol King, no. Led Zeppelin uh, had Did you three? have a John Lennon one, George? Uh, he he was on my honorable mention. He wasn't in my Zeppelin top ten. Led Zeppelin three. had three because yeah. I had yeah we held yeah. and Jordan and I picked the same. I was surprised, yeah. not completely surprised because I know I like him. I think more than the rest. You do. I was surprised nobody else had Bowie. I, I had Bowie on my like outside of my top ten, but I, I had almost, changes and life. I almost had Bowie, but like I was you know spewing about Sly, at the beginning. Like was it just two for Sly in the family? Yeah, two for Sly. I didn't have Sly. He was in, he was in my top. He was at my my like outside of my top ten, but so it it seems like Marvin Gaye and Al Green are the and Led Zeppelin. How and how many Johnny did Mitchell. the how many did the Osmonds get? Oh, as many oh, as okay. Justin Bieber. This one. <laughs> <laughs> so and I, I had and said a, they're disqualified. Nineteen seventy. I had so said at the out. end we're going to crown a champion for the artist that represented that's most represented on our list. Mm-hmm. So we got a four way tie. I don't think we have a t- time for a battle royale. Between no. Joni we're, Mitchell, we Marvin Gaye, Led Zeppelin, and Al Green. And Al Green were the Ooh. four-way tie. And Interesting. So we were going to start yeah. with just go track for track down each of those albums and see who wins. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to be what's going on, I think, but I don't know. Then again, I think it's got to be I, I would between guess, Joni Mitchell and I would guess and, comparing uh, those four Marvin. albums, Al Green's going to get dropped. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But but those other three are like those fantastic are, yeah. albums. Yeah, each song on there is like oh, Led's wow. up four versus blue versus. They're all different genres on. too. Yeah, you've got you've got soul, you've got like art, uh, Joni Mitchell, Joni Mitchell and Marvin Gaye are definitely saying more than Zeppelin is. Um, Zeppelin was making a, a rock album one of the most important rock albums of all time, but they weren't making a statement. And I maybe probably just because of where we're at in life, I think we probably all value more a statement a little bit more than just a, like a great, like that's a great riff rock punch yeah. riff. But, uh, I yeah, I, I think Still, I, the, I mean, those four songs, if, if they make it to four sticks or Misty mountain hop, then they might, they might drop out there. <laughs> <laughs> But they do have the advantage of having more variety than than Joni Mitchell does, at least. I would have like if you getting getting four song, four Joni Mitchell songs in a row compared to four Led Zeppelin. If I was going to sit down and listen to a whole album, and this is just me personally, I would have an easier time getting through Led Zeppelin four than Joni Mitchell Blue. Mm. Um, also, I but want, I think Joni yeah. Mitchell Blue is a better. But then you got to listen to all of, album. all of Stairway. I know. I mean, <laughs> And I wonder, like, probably not. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But with uh, with what's going on, I wonder if the 
I mean, if people are just comparing on a st- uh, aesthetic criteria or things you would just enjoy listening to, like if it's sameness in the way it kind of bleeds mm-hmm. from track to track, it's like some people might feel like that's a strength, but others might be like, oh, this is, yeah. mm-hmm. it's all the same. Why? I, I want something different. You know, I want yeah. different instruments. I want a different tempo. I want a different vibe or groove or whatever. Right. So I don't know, but I think... Right. Interesting. There's pros and cons. I would vote for. Let's go ahead and vote. Let's yeah. just do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, Marvin. Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Has you mentioned the message? It's got the personal. Like it feels very personal to him, but it also is kind of this like prophetic, like global message. Joni Mitchell's is is much more just the personal message, which again could be a strength to you. It could be you know. I think, but, I think yeah. Marvin Gaye's does more. I mean, you've got more instrumentation. You've got production. You got a statement. Uh, all of yeah. you, but for me, the vote would be Marvin Gaye. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, Marvin Gaye. All right, there we it saw, is. We saw there it is. The people's champ. The people's champ. The champion of 1971, Marvin Gaye. That could be a really controversial pick, you know, from from what I've seen. Yeah, no. Well, <laughs> what were the the other awards we no. had? Whose list is the most likely if they were all available at? Uh, um, you said music snob at media play. <laughs> right. If they were all available at media play as CDs, which one would be the most the best selling? Uh, Not- Steve, it's probably Jordan Steve. or Steve. No, Steve, because Steve had I had like God is love. He had what's going on. He had Imagine. <laughs> I he did had, have a lot of yeah. No, the he had top hit. That's not a bad thing. Although, Who's who would sell worse, mine or Brandon's? Ooh. Did Brandon have Mahavishnu on his? Yeah. But you had Can yeah. and Surge. <laughs> It'd be one of you. Well, I think I think Jason maybe gets, it would sell about the same, but then one of them would end up in the used bin, like you know. Yeah. You would rival the ten thousand maniacs album. I mean that I, I, I just think remember Jason, a gray whale and I was like, Ten thousand maniacs, like, whoa. Jason gets the music snob award. Gray this whale, week, do you this think week. you should have twenty copies of uh, Because he because maniacs? he chose like not I'm sell. not even gonna think about Led Zeppelin. <laughs> da, 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 like But that was that's great. It opened up the, the that, depth, that was the, the other award. Most it's likely created by content. someone wearing music snob socks should have worn them yeah most likely I, I, to appeal to our parents snobs. who had that list that was jordan sure i got i got the oh. am gold down yeah man. i mean you got that's, the osmonds you had the osmonds oh that's right it might be steve. May, maybe steve me. me or steve i think it was steve steve had a lot of sentimentality in his list i got the stylistics true Betcha by golly wow! <laughs> like, I, let's let's hear the first ten seconds of yeah. Betcha by golly wow. Just we so you can. To. There's a great scene in Jackie Brown, the Quentin Tarantino movie, yeah, where they they bond over this music of the stylistics. Yeah. This guy's Ooh, this guy's oboe. voice, nice, yeah, <laughs> oboe soul. It's a niche, niche genre. <laughs> Elbow soul? Oboe. 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 <laughs> There's French horns in, in one of their songs. I don't know if it's this one. Okay. Ooh. There's a spark of magic in your eyes. Candyland appears each time you smile. Jackie Brown was the Delphonics. <laughs> You're right. It is. It is the Delphonics. But it's similar. Fact check, fact it's check. similar. You're right. Delphonics. But these guys, the Delphonics, the Chi yeah. lights, that yes. stuff. It's all similar. That's like 
That's my stuff. And and AM Gold. I go with the white guys doing it too. <laughs> but but the cheesy love songs from the seventies oh, are so boy. my thing. <laughs> Bet you by golly wow. You're the one that I've been waiting for forever. I like it. I like it. Trombone. Yeah. Anyway, nice. there's some good stuff. There's a song on this album called "You're a Big You're a Big Girl Now," <laughs> and I used to play that for my cousin Tim when he lived with us. We would kind of harp on each other about stuff, and I'd play it, and I'd be I'd, it was I'd sing along. Is that a Tim's Gainsbourg a big cover? girl now. No more daddy's <laughs> little girl. And then there's <laughs> kind of what yeah, the whole album's great. about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's a little maybe creepy depending on how you interpret it, but the vocals are so pure that you there's can't some, be anything good ways problematic. I'm sure yeah. there's good <laughs> there are. There's got to be very innocent. <laughs> well, what a year! This yeah, was fun. This was. Yeah. So now that we've been through it, Brandon, are you still uh, sticking to your guns? Is this the best musical year ever? Did I say that? Yep. Hmm. I I pushed you and you didn't answer. You gave me a non-answer, and then I said no. Is it yes or no? And you said yes, it is. Um, maybe he's stepping back from that. Well, I th- I think we could have proved it better if you had, <laughs> if you had made better choices, James. <laughs> I, I, uh, I I acknowledge I acknowledge my role in this. No, but it, it's tough. Like sixteen songs, and you got to include some of the experimental stuff that was happening because it mm-hmm. it was really influential i like and his, important. i like the world picks yeah i like the mahavishnu um i'm i'm sticking by it, right. it would, i think yeah. it would be a, if we if we did this and maybe we should let's just start every episode after this 72 73 let's just go <laughs> just well i actually i actually have can, an idea we can compare that's the I, only way to know for sure i posted it before we'll talk offline i have an idea for how we could actually do a, a battle royale version uh-huh. a, a year against year so yeah i, I would you say have another year nominee Should i mean we'll talk i <laughs> <laughs> I have Stay a version to the best Close to the vest. Like if someone's like What's your favorite movie Or what's your favorite band Like I think a lot of us Have an aversion to like Well like What do you mean My favorite favorite It's you know One of my favorites Or here's some of my favorites Right you got t- Tell me the genre yeah. Tell me right, the decade right. Tell me the whatever well, it's, yeah. it's clearly It's clearly A great Great year yeah. of music yep. And I think we can Let it rest at that <laughs> Definitely music and albums, <laughs> yeah. incredible albums. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm similar to Steve. I don't know if I'm ready to say it's the best year of music ever, but no. I think I might be willing to say it's the best year of albums. Albums, album years ever, yeah. or at least in contention for the best year. Yeah, seventy two and seventy three are pretty good. If you if you like seventy one, just just saying. And I bet, isn't I, bet that Steve, bad I bet Steve has a few <laughs> early eighty years. I bet you have a few early eighty years that are like. Yeah, if well, that, if we I mean, more that's, 80s that's, knowledge. A, that's a sweet spot for my my youth, my nostalgic picks. But yeah. I haven't I haven't done a close analysis of each year, you know, to know exactly. Yeah. It's just more of a, you know, I love the eighties. Right. But yeah, I don't. I don't know if I have a sense of like, oh yeah, that year was the year. So that's that's kind of an interesting thing to think about for me. 
All right, what you playing us out with, Brandon? Yeah, take us out. Thanks for thanks Ooh. for tuning in, listeners. Funkadelic. And uh, hit it and hey, quit it. Yeah, we'd, we'd like to, to hear from the the listeners. What yeah. what else we left out, or maybe what you think the best year in music is, if not seventy one. Till then. <laughs>